0: money, sex, religion, politics, all really important topics that could also turn into landmines in a marriage. Well, here at the Catholic Money Show, we talk about money. But today we have a special guest to talk about sex. Welcome back to the Catholic Money Show. This is a little bit of a special episode. We are currently in Cozumel, Mexico, and I am excited about the show this week because I have my dear friend, Dr. Sarah Bartel, with me, and she is going to be talking about a little bit of a juicy topic today. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so glad that you are here, Sarah, and to have this conversation instead of me. And I can't wait for the fruits uh, to echo out into our listeners' lives. So before we dive into the topic, could you introduce yourself briefly and tell our listeners um, just what ministry that you do and what it is that um, you and your husband get to do on a daily basis together?
1: Absolutely. Well, it's such an honor to be here and to talk with you, Amanda. Um, Nathan, my husband and I are such admirers of the work that you do here in Wallet Win. It's so important. And my name is Dr. Sarah Bartel. And My kids call me mom. I am, <laughs> Nathan and I have five children and we have a ministry called Cana Feast. So in Cana Feast, we help Catholic couples enrich their marriages through online mini retreats and through our programs. And the doctor in my name, I cannot help you if you're sick, but it's a doctorate in moral theology. So I can help you with moral mm-hmm. questions and with the theology of marriage and family in the church, which is what I specialized
0: in. And I know that over the years you've you've spoken and you've, helped many couples prepare for marriage mm-hmm. and this has been something that you have dedicated so much of your life to is helping marriages thrive yeah. and today's topic is a little bit unique it's kind of a a very specific mm-hmm. part of marriage um and why we're talking about this on the catholic money show um is because we oftentimes will see couples in a very vulnerable place mm-hmm. in their marriage mm-hmm. and usually you know it people find us a Because they're facing financial struggles and stressors. And that can be such a hard thing to do Mm -hmm. and to get, become a team around. But then there's another area that they will tend to run into struggles with as well. And I, and that's brings us to today's conversation. So we talk about the money. Yes. You are now talking about physical intimacy. Yes. We are talking
1: about sex and marriage. <laughs> yep. I said it. We're that's going right. There. <laughs> yeah. And it's really funny how this came about, you know, Um, In my graduate studies, um, I studied at the Catholic University of America and we studied sexual morality Mm -hmm. among other aspects of morality. So that was very familiar ground for me. And then in our marriage ministry, Nathan and I help couples with communication, you know, with things like how to talk together about money as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. and um, affirmation and gratitude and also Their marital intimacy, Um, but kind of as a spinoff from that, I really saw a huge need, especially among women who I love to connect with. Mm -hmm. You know, this is um, something I'm happy to talk about. And I just saw so much need and so much pain um, among Mm -hmm. Catholic wives for where do they go with their questions about, you know, what is or isn't allowed or I'm struggling with low desire Mm -hmm. or, you know, initiation or all these specific topics. And it can be so isolating so isolating and I really wanted um actually to get the conversation going I on our Instagram account last summer I started addressing questions about um this idea of marital debt the so-called marital debt which mm. I actually have a um, kind of a you know way of interpreting that that I, I think that um, it gets misinterpreted sure and it really I had a fire in my belly as I was responding to questions and like you know correcting things I thought needed correcting, correcting and So many people came to our Instagram account. And when I would open it up for questions, you know, what questions do you have in this area? There was just a flood of them. And one time Nathan and I were on a date. Um, We went out to our favorite Thai restaurant. And while on the date, we had fortune cookies at the end. And so I just put on our Instagram account um some stories like do you know the fortune cookie game and it's whatever do you know that amanda do you know what this I is? do not <laughs> what is the fortune cookie game well whatever your fortune is in your fortune cookie then you just add the words in bed at the huh. end of it and it it really gives you a whole new perspective <laughs> on whatever your fortune is like you will find success and prosperity or okay <laughs> adventures await you or whatever it is or, Um, so I put that in stories and then I like, while we were on that date, I was like, I'm thinking of offering a course for Catholic wives in this area of sex and intimacy. Would you be interested? And I got a ton of response when we're like, yes, Mm. I need this or I'm engaged and I am terrified. I am not sure what is going to happen. Please help. And I just was like, you know, I. I have some formation that I can use from that moral theology background to help with, you know, questions when people are perplexed or unsure right. about what's okay and what's not. And just a heart to, because I really believe it is important to have flourishing in your marriage and A lot of people have given up in this area. Mm. And I think that's sad. So anyway, I opened the course and I told the women who came on that journey with me, like, this is our beta of the course. Mm, Right? Um, You're here on the ground floor with me. And Amanda, this has been the most fun thing I have done in online ministry. I love that. Did weekly coaching, group coaching, Zoom calls with the ladies. And I just felt most myself, most Mm. comfortable, most authentic, um, just such a wide range of different situations that people that the women in the course would email me because I told them you can email me anonymously like email me and then I will address this question anonymously in the coaching call mm. It really gave me a profound reverence for the vast array of experiences that um, women are having in marriage right. in this area.
0: It sounds like you've struck a little bit of a a new blue flame to borrow from Jen Fowler. It is a blue flame. That this is giving you so much life and it's helping those who need it most. I mean, if you if any women are listening to this and have been in in a Catholic Facebook group, haven't Mm -hmm. we all seen the anonymous questions (laughs) that come in? And then honestly, if you go through the comments, myself as a melancholic, I get angry at half Mm -hmm. of them that are. Not correct. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they're judgy or they're like trite. This is not the place to go figure out some of these really important things that matter and have huge repercussions in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You need to go to somebody with more wisdom and experience and who can help you dig into the details. Outsourcing these big things to random Facebook group people. Yes. <laughs> is not hasn't worked isn't working, won't work, you know, for most people and who has time to scroll through 200 comments on what you should or shouldn't do. And then weed through and know by yeah. whose authority are you giving this or that <laughs> advice, right? Yes. And have
1: you tried it? And yeah, it, <laughs> I completely concur Facebook is not yes. necessarily the best resource for this. Um, but I'm, I'm glad you mentioned experts because I did bring in a few different experts into our coaching calls. Um,
0: What kind of of background?
1: Oh, so great. I actually, in one of these online, it was like a Catholic NFP Facebook group. I noticed someone who was posting very thoughtful, helpful comments Mm. a lot of times, as well as hilarious homemade NFP memes. Okay. So it's like the gold nugget. Yes. In there found him, I reached out to him. Turns out he is an endocrinologist, so a medical doctor Mm. and a Marquette Method NFP teacher. Super well-formed in the faith, great, you know, actual background in medicine and uh, really conversant with NFP. So he was the only man we allowed into our very, you know, safe, intimate uh, group coaching experience, but he shared a lot. And then I also invited Emily Frazee, who has an online Mm -hmm. account, Total Wine, as well as a website. And she's written. She's wonderful as well. So, yeah, it was really fun to have those conversations.
0: That's wonderful. So I think, you know, over the last 15, 20 years, you know, people have been unpacking theology of the body. I think there's been a lot more traction around a healthier understanding of, you know, NFP and our sexuality Mm -hmm. um, and marital love. But the specific conversation with women, Mm -hmm. And really getting into making sure this part of their marriage is flourishing, like flourishing and they're thriving. That, I I think, has been skipped. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that conversation hasn't happened until this moment? And why isn't anybody but you really, really niched down having those conversations? Well, first, I want to give
1: huge thanks and honor to um, Dr. Greg Popchak and his wife, Lisa, mm. who have been kind of like the only voice in the wilderness yes. speaking about is some practical help um, with his book, Holy Sex, right. and his other writings and his um, his work also. But um, yeah, but a woman's voice mm-hmm. in this area has been kind of hard to find. I think that there is a natural modesty we have as women, yes. as well as our... Um, tendency to sacrifice ourselves for the good of our family or our marriage that yes. actually taking time to focus. First of all, talk about and then focus on, well, is this nice for me? You know, where do I fit in here? Is it even okay to spend time and energy and resources mm. focusing on my experience in this? I just, I think that we, women can tend to default to self-abnegation in this yes. area, and that is not god's plan Mm -hmm. he created adam and eve he created man and woman both to delight in the garden of eden to delight in the garden of your marriage and i think that's really important um yeah i really have a passion for that
0: it's so interesting that you say that because i see the same thing with finances (gasps) really women struggle they'll spend money on their family Mm -hmm. all day long Mm -hmm. Buy, you know get the kids in an activity um buy some new clothes for their husband but then they won't spend, they struggle to spend on themselves. Yes. And just do a little taking care of themselves as part of the common good. Mm-hmm. You know, we are also part of the common good that we're supposed to be caring for. Yes. And I think sometimes you're so right that we can skip that as women. Mm-hmm. Um, so you launched this uh, first enrollment of your, mm-hmm. of your course and it's continued to evolve. You've had a cohort go through Who, when you were creating this, did you have in mind that you wanted to serve? What types of women or things were they facing that you really spoke to? Well, I really wanted to help
1: women in their 20s and, you know, up to early 30s or mid 30s, especially because, uh, yeah, married women or engaged Catholic women who are committed to their faith and Mm -hmm. really embrace all the teachings of the church, especially in the area of sexuality. Yeah. So I just really feel like when you can reach someone when they are early on in their journey, you can help them avoid mistakes that take so much more work Mm. to undo, you know, if you've gotten in the habit of making those, setting those patterns up. Right. And also, I find that when you are earlier on in your journey, uh, whether it's marriage or finances, or whatnot, you're usually aware of your, aware of your need to learn and you have more of a growth mindset you know, and are less likely to say, oh, this is, it's always going to be this way or, oh, it's just my husband's fault or whatnot. Mm. I've just found that we're out to pasture on this. No use. You've given up sometimes Mm. when you're older. I don't know. I've just found in working with couples, (laughs) um, in our marriage ministry that I got so much more joy and energy from working with, um, couples who are younger or who had a youthful heart in the sense of having a growth mindset and hope and optimism that they were like eager to learn things and would actually take the, um, what we were sharing and try it out and make changes. That's it. So you have to be young or young at heart is it's kind of what I was thinking. Open, teachable.
0: Mm -hmm. And what are some of those big questions that are being brought to you?
1: Yeah. Well, the overarching like number one question is like how do i deal with low libido or no no desire mm. i feel so bad i love my husband but i am just not into it um or things were great when we were earlier on in our marriage and now i'm just not feeling it um some questions were like we're just not sure you know darren we're using nfp to avoid sure and what exactly is okay or not okay during those times of abstinence? Mm, and there's mm-hmm. like, okay, great, I got my moral theology, you know, right, right. degree, and I can totally help you with that. Um, and people are all over the place on what they kind of assume is the line between mm. okay and not okay morally on sure. that. So that was really eye opening. But I actually was surprised by a pretty good representation of women who are going through menopause, and you know, I told them like, Things I are changing. yeah. I will learn what I can. I haven't gone through it myself, but um, get, come on this journey and let's let's find out what we can together. And I've been really happy and surprised that, you know, I've been able to um, that the low libido things kind of like the self-care, relationship care, care for your, you know, just your your union, those things help in a variety of different situations, be it postpartum or menopause Mm -hmm. or, you know, just a lot of different things. So it's been helpful
0: for that. So women are getting these questions answered. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of fruits have the first batch of women that have gone through it, Mm -hmm. um, have they been able to see in their relationship from tending to their intimacy?
1: It has been humbling I'm so grateful to God and it's truly him, but I am getting emails and comments from women on calls saying this has helped me so much. I don't feel alone anymore. I don't think I'm broken anymore. Mm. I realize I'm normal. And um, my husband really loves this also. And one woman who did not have a giant breakthrough, but I was so heartened and touched by what she shared with me. She said, you know what? We just found a new spirit of, playfulness and like more flexibility. And I'm like, she's going to be great. You know, they just stay with that yes. and things will work out for them because, um, I, I just find people get stuck in a rut <laughs> and then a little bit people, of humor and lightheartedness. Yes. Help. It really. Yeah. And that actually was, I talk about a light heart and playfulness and so many women are like, I forgot to have fun. We've forgotten mm. how to have fun. Like just in general, sure. you know, much less right. in a specific aspect of marriage. And you know, that happens over time. You raise your kids, you're being responsible, you're adulting, you're getting yes. the things done. And then you forget that, you know, that you are not just a utilitarian robot getting things done. God made you for joy. Yes. I just, I really think joy is important, but one of the best emails I got back from a woman um who went through the course I she had uh what's allowed during our times of abstinence question Mm -hmm. and I gave her an answer that was kind of hard for her to hear Mm -hmm. but she and her husband had been really pushing things like brinksmanship type activity and what was happening was she was getting really she would withdraw whenever her I don't know how much to share on this I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) you're not sharing their names no okay um here
0: I'll do this again okay. okay
1: So one of the best emails I got back from a woman who um, contacted, she was in the course and she had a question about what's allowed during their time of abstinence during NFP. Mm -hmm. And I gave her an answer that was hard for her to hear. And she had her husband read it and it was hard for him and he got angry the first couple of days. And then... There was a huge change in their mm. marriage. It made me so happy as I told them, you know, the line between what's okay and what's not okay is actually much, much, much sooner than you think it is. Sure. And I said, look at the fruits of what you're telling me is happening. You are getting frustrated. Yep. You are feeling, um, guilt and you are withdrawing from your husband mm. when he comes to you in those times of abstinence, just to be affectionate, like shutting down. And I said that, you know, by the fruits, you'll know yes. them. And you actually need to, st- you know, keep the affection G-rated much more so and um, not intentionally arouse each other because that's a misuse of the sexual faculty and it's against the virtue of prudence. So it's mm-hmm. either sinful right. or near occasion of sinful. Yes. And um, what ended up happening, this is so cool, her husband and she agreed to some really clear boundaries. Mm. And then he and I had told I wanted to soften the blow, so I'm like, you can use this time to work on other areas of intimacy, or maybe channel that energy that, right. like, because we, as women, get an extra boost of sure energy during right. that time. Clean um, the which, house, exactly. <laughs> and I said things like that, you know, maybe you can do yard projects or a bit, you know, <laughs> clean the attic or something during that time. Well, her husband took that to heart, and he's been doing giant amounts of like mm. yard work and also really tending his spiritual life. And she realizes he realized that he was looking to his wife to fulfill this sort of lack in him that actually God needs to fill. Mm. And he had been neglecting his spiritual life. So he's been praying more in a disciplined way and being very like enthusiastically helpful around the house. And I was just That's overjoyed amazing. to read this. Yeah.
0: What a fruit. Yeah. Have you um, just in your experience here noticed women? Um, Cause sometimes the church, there's many things that mm-hmm. she speaks into that are black and white. But I, there's a lot of things that are gray Mm -hmm. and the church doesn't always say what to do, Mm -hmm. but teaches us how to think. Yes. Have you seen that in apply to sex? Oh yeah, absolutely. I know. I think
1: that, um, we can just assume, okay, well, if I'm not doing anything that's sinful and, you know, and then we kind of have this idea of like, well, how do I be a good wife? Um, it actually can lead to this problem i've see over and over again of women who just say yes all the time even when they're not mm. really it's in not the really a self gift and they're resenting it yes and they're feeling used but they're like well but i'm doing the right thing mm. and really i think we need to look deeper at you know what is flourishing and um you know to be fully alive that's when you glorify god in your person and as a couple in your bodies when Both husband and wife are feeling truly alive. And I really think that um, giving the proper amount of care to yourself as a person, as a woman, because we need a lot more tending and care. I use the analogy of plants in a garden. You know, maybe your husband's sexuality is more like a sedum. He just needs, you know, or a succulent, okay, like just a little bit, tiny little bit of water, tiny little bit of water every (laughs) now and then, some sun, some air, and you know, that plant is going to flourish. But maybe your sexuality as a wife is more like a rose or an orchid. And it is beautiful and lovely, but it needs... A lot of care oh, some I kill every orchid I have again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're very difficult to tend yeah, to. Well, maybe just a rose. Okay. Yeah. So you need some pruning, right. some tending, need some special care, a lot more water. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it needs to flourish. But it is its own plan. This is very beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I think so many women think, well, I'm, you know, I don't get aroused instantly like my husband. Mm. There's something wrong with me. I'm broken. Well, who mm. are we talking with about mm-hmm. our sex lives? Mostly our husband, right? I mean, you're not chatting about this with your lady friends at coffee and donuts after mass. Right. And right. And like, at least some- not. Yeah.
0: Catholic women, maybe other women, like maybe. women of the world. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like they talk about these types of things, maybe a little too carefree and laissez faire. Have you noticed any of that, um, of like helping women have to peel off some of the cultural mm-hmm. expectations on their sexuality? Like we watch Grey's Anatomy and it seems like every woman has the sex drive equal of a man? Oh
1: my gosh, Amanda, don't even get me started. Who is writing these shows? Who is writing the shows that all the media, you know, is Do promoting? they ever have a
0: period? Do no, they ever, like, no, these are women men. are always sexually
1: man. available like a man. Yes, men are writing these shows which are based on male <laughs> fantasy. My goodness. It's interesting. When you get a show written by a woman, when you mm. get a movie written by a woman, the script is written by a woman, it's different. It's different. Yes. I think it's just so interesting that we grow up in this culture where the the huge barrage of sexual imagery and messages that we get are put out there by men. And we think like, oh, I'm I'm not fitting into that. There's something wrong with me. And it's not the case. Nathan used to work for Amazon Video and would um, do a lot with, uh, you know, like go to Hollywood and meet with the people who are delivering content that was put on um amazon video and they they're truly we're really um you know trying to bring some more light to the fact that mm. most of the content is written by sure. men mm-hmm. and most of the nudity is female women yeah. right so anyway yes. Yeah, so that is one area another area is that um i think just the language that we use it's hard to find the words right for the parts and for the activities. Sure, sure. Without coarse, sounding a little too vulgar. crass. Yeah. So that's something I try to do is to bring some words that are clear but reverent and beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. really helps how you, like, literally how you think about things in that area. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, most of the words our culture uses for mm-hmm. sex or physical intimacy, they're all negative or violent or crude. Mm-hmm. And so I see that as a breath of fresh air to be able to speak into that. And to help couples maybe get rid of some of the cultural expectations and replace it with the true, the good, and the beautiful. Yeah, and really God's plan for sexuality. Yeah, I love that
1: you use that phrase, the good, the true, and the beautiful, because I think also it's hard to remember sometimes that that is the case with our sexuality, with our husbands. That it's nothing to be ashamed of, you know. And when we when we have those coarse words and whatnot, you know, there's just this sense like, oh, it's dirty or whatnot. Right, And then another area where the culture has really, you know, I do some unpacking is women whose husbands are recovering from porn in a Mm -hmm. variety of different, Mm -hmm. you know, stages of recovery or whatnot. Um, And just hats off. It is so good to be tackling that. Um, Tragically, there was a woman in the course whose husband was. Completely addicted and uninterested in becoming unaddicted. Oh. oh, so hard. So hard. But like, that's actually one of the very first things I say in the recorded, um, the lessons in the course is like, number one, before you do anything else, if this is still active, yep, you got to take care of that first. And then there's got to be a lot of repair. Yes. Because there are... You know, there's, there's, there's there's a lot of repair. There's There's follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of hope and a lot of beauty Mm -hmm. afterwards. But I did notice like the women, maybe whose husbands were like sooner in recovery, that some of the husband's expectations Mm. were different from reality. (laughs) Sure. Right. And of course, right. Because they're seeing porn women who are always available and instantly turned on and happy to just do anything. And that's not how real women are. No. You know, we're not that way. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. I could continue to talk with you for hours about this, but I want to leave a little mystery for people. I know that you leave probably talk a lot about this more in depth inside your course, My Delight. If people want to know more, where can they find out about the My Delight course?
1: We're so happy that you're um, partnering and helping get the word out about this. So you can find out more at walletwin.com mydelight My Delight. So you can go and get on the waiting list or if we're opening up for a new cohort, you know, you can um, put in your name and get on the emails and then you'll find out and get an invitation. If this is something you want to find out more about, see what it's about. And you're always welcome to email me your personal question and see like, would this work for me in this scenario
0: or that scenario? And I will give you my best answer. Yeah. And then I do know you sometimes go on Instagram and you'll mm-hmm. do Q&As. Where mm-hmm. can they find you there? Yeah, we're at.
1: Um, at Cana Feast on Instagram, C-A-N-A-F-E-A-S-T. Mm-hmm.
0: Very good. Well, I hope this conversation has been intriguing and fruitful for those of you who are listening. Sarah, it has been a true pleasure to have you on the show. And I can't wait till the next time we get to have you back. Oh, thank you so much, Amanda. God bless you. And God bless all of you listening. Until next time. Bye for now. This podcast is part of the Spokestreet Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.